Welcome to the Metagenics Best Practice Podcast, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. Practitioner to practitioner conversations to inspire, mentor and learn from. Hello, this is Angela Carroll. Today I'm with Ben Warren in his purpose-built clinic in Auckland. Ben Warren is a clinical nutritionist and the founder of Be Pure New Zealand. He has an impetus that drives him. We are all about helping people. The mission of Be Pure is to build the future of personalised health. Ben started out as a sole practitioner in a small regional town five hours out of Auckland. Ben now has two clinics, employing around 20 staff and has a hugely successful online business. How did he do it? Uh, so Ben Warren from Be Pure, thank you so much for uh, your time today. Really thanks, appreciate. thanks for having me and thanks for coming really in. really appreciate it. It's actually a bit exciting. I've sort of been watching watching how your business has gone and mm. it's what, two years ago that I met you? Maybe? Yeah, yeah, around that, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, you've just been going from strength to strength over that time and that's actually one of the reasons why I want to interview you okay. for our podcast because you're good. a bit of an inspiration. At least. Thank you. I find you an inspiration. Thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I think we all inspire each other in this industry. It's a wonderful industry to be a part of. It absolutely is. So the, the key areas that I want to, to talk to you about today is, is I'm you know, really fascinated in this um, aspect that you've got two clinics. Sure. So I love the first clinic well, via the internet that I got to see of yeah. it. And then when you said that you were just opening a clinic in Auckland, I went, uh-huh. oh, I really want to talk to you about that because, you know, for, for a lot of practitioners, it's it's a big enough job running one clinic. Sure. And, yeah. you know, the concept of running two clinics yeah. is, yeah, is it, quite profound. It is. It's, it's a little different. Yeah. And the other one I want to talk to you about is um, your marketing side of things because mm-hmm. you just, it's you're so modern with it and so rich with it. Yeah. So I really want to have a chat to you okay, about those good. two. Yeah, again. definitely. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a funny thing, you know. Like after after ten years, we're an overnight success. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's absolutely. funny that so you know, like people go, oh, yeah. So obviously, I've been doing this for uh, in the industry thirteen years, been a you know, practitioner for thirteen years, working with clients, and so yeah. So it's not like um, yeah, this this is sort of just yeah. It's it's been it's been a long time in the making. So yeah. <laughs> did you do? Did you a lot of? Did you have a big concept when you first started, or it was it? Is, has no, this just progressed? I've just always wanted to help a lot of people, and I mean, really, just came for like for, for many practitioners. I suppose you have a backstory that often involves your own health, yeah. and uh, and so there was a backstory around my own health and my own health struggles and issues, and then when I found nutrition and was able to take control of my health issues through diet and exercise and lifestyle and supplements, I was just like, my gosh, how did I n- not know that what we eat has such a massive impact on how we feel? Mm. And then I was like, how does everyone not know this? Mm. And, and so I sort of felt inspired to, to help everyone know this. And so that's always been my, my goal is just to help a lot of people. And so I never had a, a pathway or, of how that would work or what that would look like or what we would do but on a daily basis I just wake up and make decisions based around well how can I help more people today and then we tend to do I tend to focus on those things where I can help more people and so yeah as as from that you know now now we've got two clinics which is very cool we've got a clinical team of 18 um, and yeah we're still like even now going well that's just a drop in the ocean. How do we help more people? You know, like, yeah. like as you know, as 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 the people listening to this podcast will know, everyone needs this. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, so it's always just been really how do I help more people? That's always where it's just come from. 
I can hear that passion in your voice. And you know, for those of you that are listening, you can't see it, but Ben's whole face lights up when he talks oh. about helping other people. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's for me, uh, you know, and, and for a lot of us, we're you know, probably drawn to this in, you know, industry or drawn to being a naturopath or, because the joy from helping people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's it is it's 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 a it's a it's a real privilege and an honor and a pleasure and and um, you know and you have your ups and your downs and just as you you walk with your clients and they have their ups and downs as they're going through yeah. your programs and things but um, yeah at the end of the day you know for them uh, you know for me you know uh, the thing one of the things like we had an incredible result with a a, 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 a young girl, 11 year old with reactive juvenile arthritis and they said that she was going to be in a wheelchair by the time she was a teenager and so she, she, she'd had it since she was 18 months old and uh, you know right now she doesn't have, she's in remission, she doesn't have any medication, she doesn't have any pain, she can play netball, she can ride a motorbike and you know, like you know, if I'm having a bad day I just think of her and go well you know if I, if I don't help anyone else then, then hey Genevieve's doing great and that's fine. That's what gets you out of bed in the morning. Oh, yeah, you bet. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, geez, let's see if we can do that again. It was fun doing it once. Let's see if we can do that again now. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so yeah, it's very fun. So you're giving people back their life. Yeah, yeah, really, very much so. And just as nutrition kind of gave me back my life um, around, uh, I mean, I just had chronic back pain, uh, mm. which doesn't, there's nothing compared to what a lot of people are dealing with. But for me, it was significant and it impacted mm. my life. And, uh, yeah, to be able to move forward and resolve my back pain, which was primarily driven from a nutritional issue, um, was, was, was so empowering. And, and that's, yeah, I just want people to experience that as well, I suppose. And you walk the talk now, which is one of those things that inspires yeah, me or yeah, yeah, value as well. Yeah, I try to. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. My diet's pretty good. And, but I travel a lot. I, I, yeah. I work probably too much. Um, but there's trouble with, I don't differentiate between work and my life. So, um, you know, if I work, if I counted the hours, it probably would be too many. Um, it probably would be yeah, too many. Let's <laughs> not put a number on that. Um, but uh, yeah, and and naturally things can slip, and so I would like to exercise more, and, and so that's all good. So there's you know you're always building new strategies into your life to how to have these things be better, like everyone is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I try and walk the talk, so I, I live on a live on a organic nutrient dense uh, permaculture design farm been there nine years where we grow about 80% of the food we eat uh, me and my family and um, you know, obviously take good products I, I, I practice what I preach around you know, a lot of testing uh, a lot of good diet and lifestyle factors absolutely yeah mm, that's great to see really good managing see. stress you know yeah, that's a big thing for, for us all in the modern world and yeah. so um, yeah. just with the stress of running a business yeah. Which kind of brings us around to two clinics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two clinics. So how did how how do you manage two clinics? So can you tell us first about your clinic in Napier, which is actually Hastings Bay? Yeah, always, yeah, it's Havelock North, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, yeah, how that happened was um, I, 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 you know, as a, as a practitioner, I was getting too busy and uh, I actually got so busy that I couldn't see clients for a number of years. And then, and then, and, that, and I'm like, oh, so then we started training up other practitioners to try and do, replicate what I was doing and, and the systems that we had around that. And so it just grew organically. And I never, you know, like, and, and we, we just try and keep our waiting lists down under three months. 
And so, you know, basically what happened now, our waiting list uh, in, in Havelock North got, got, got to about four months um, for our clinical team there. And we're like, okay, well, we need, we need more clinicians so that we can reduce our waiting list. And, um, and so, but we'd run out of space in Havelock North. So we're like, we either need to do a new building in Havelock North or have another clinic. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of our clients, probably 70% of our clients were remote. Uh, and and a lot of our clients were coming from Auckland because obviously like a million people in, in Auckland and uh, four million in New Zealand so most of the people it's in 25% of the population are here yeah. and so it's like well how about we put a clinic here so that they don't have to travel to Hawke's Bay yeah. um, and so because a lot of them are just travelling down to see us and stuff and obviously Skype and stuff like that but they, a lot yeah. of them would like to travel and um, so yeah we started uh, so it was a natural progression really it's like okay well let's just let's just have it let's just have it there instead so with with just to give put things into perspective for the Australian practitioners that are listening. Mm-hmm. So from Havelock North to to Auckland, how long? To about drive? a five hour five hour drive or one hour flight. That's, that's you're very popular then. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. uh, Havelock North. What's the uh, population? Of oh North? yeah, not many. Um, I, I wouldn't know. I guess the whole region of Hawkes Bay, which encompasses sort of three small towns. Um, and it may take you an hour to drive across it, would be uh, probably in the range of 200,000. So, okay. Yeah. Right. Because I know that um, in Australia, a lot of practitioners are concerned, well, you know, like, I can't set up in a regional area. It's, it's difficult to be successful in a regional area. <laughs> yeah. You know, I need to move to the city to be successful. No. Not your story. No, we, we come from a real small, like literally, it's a, where, where the clinic is, uh, people in Auckland joke about it being a retirement village. It's like a, a little, little small, um, you know, little, like pretty much one roundabout with a couple of streets coming off it. So it's a really small little town. And um, yeah, I, I, for me, everybody needs this. And so if there's people there, they need it. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. For me, there's the market's so huge. There's, there's room in the market for, everybody yeah. because everybody needs this everybody you meet is a potential customer because not because you want them as a customer but because they need help yeah so it's really about focusing on your passion the big thing mm. the service side of it yeah. and then the success comes as a side benefit yeah and i have to say it's not just a plug you and Angela and metagenics but you know your your clinical training that, that um, we put out clinic manager through you know uh, prior to setting up the second clinic was invaluable like like we wouldn't we wouldn't it wouldn't would not have been anywhere near as smooth as it was it was actually relatively smooth um, in regards to doing that and and a, a lot of the learnings that we got from that so thank you for that appreciate that welcome really, welcome yeah, welcome so amazing. what Ben's talking about is uh, you sent your clinic manager, wasn't it, to yeah. best practice, our best practice event, yeah. and got some ideas about systems. Yeah. So those systems you've put into both practices now. Yes. Yeah. Um, what's the difference between before and after as far as how things are rolling? Well, yeah, we, we just didn't have a great deal of structure around uh, the clinical process uh, in regards to you know seeing, seeing clients and... and um, so we put a lot of structure around how often you see clients and uh, what that looks like and what you actually do in those initial consultations. Um, and it really just takes the stress off the clinician because you're not going into every every um, every consultation going, oh, what have I got to do here? What am I going to do now? Or 
what am I going to get next? Like, what are they going to walk in with? Because that's really stressful. Then you, mm-hmm. you have to go on the spot and you have to really, um, you know, it's a lot of pressure. And so, you know, with that structure, it really helps take the stress off the clinicians and it also provides um, a plan to the, to your, to your patients so that they feel reassured and that everyone knows what's happening. And so, yeah, that was really huge. And then the system side was massive as well. So we, we developed a, uh, you know, clinician manual, um, which is, which is pretty huge. And uh, it, it, it actually was bigger than I expected it to be. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. pretty impressive though. Yeah, it looks it's, really it's, good. It's pretty big. And so, you know, so then everything, everything that the clinician needs is, is within that manual. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, theoretically, not, I mean, obviously not everything, but the basics um, are within that manual so that, yeah, so that it, it, we're making it easier for, for everybody to, to do what they want to do, want to do what they love to do, which is to help people. Yeah. How, because you've got, how many practitioners in uh, in Hastings, in, uh, sorry, Havelock North? So we've got like nine or ten. Okay, yeah, nine so or ten down in the little town. Yeah, in the little town, yeah. And in the big city, the big smoke? Here we have seven and then we have um, clinical support clinical support staff as well yeah so when you say clinical support that's your they do the testing they yeah do we've got, you know admin uh, ad, admin support um so we have um gym you know we've got i think five admin support as well yeah okay. yeah so um so that you know they're, they're 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 looking after that administration of all the details we don't really want our practitioners to you know, they're, they're real experts in their field and their time's valuable. So we don't really want their time to be tied up in doing, you know, invoicing and anything no. like that. They don't, they don't need to worry about that particularly, yeah. you know. Their job is just to purely focus and do the best job they possibly can for our, okay. for our client's health. And so they have then admin support. So if any, anything that, that, you know, like somebody didn't get their product or something like that, then, then you know, that admin support will sort all that out so the clinician theoretically doesn't have to really worry about it. They just, yeah. So for, for running the two businesses, mm-hmm. so you've got, you've got your admin support at each of them, then you've got your manuals that you run through, the operations manuals, yeah. clinician manuals that you run through. Um, so that there's a training process involved, I imagine. Yeah, there is, yeah, yeah. And so um, the biggest problem we have right now is finding clinicians. So when we opened the, the Auckland Clinic, our intention was to, to hire eight clinicians for Auckland. Um, and we had three, 350 applications and we ended up hiring two and a half. Wow. So we we got a, we set a very high standard, um, and yeah, we were looking for people who are obviously qualified, but then they have to be very passionate, yeah. and they also have to walk the talk. Yes. And yeah. so um, and so yeah, so we, we and, and we had a bunch of great applications, and and we uh, we were like, okay, listen, you're very close. Go away and, and get trained in, in this area, and then come back to you. And then once so everyone coming in already usually very highly trained and been in, the industry, been in a, a similar industry, not necessarily, you know, not necessarily a nutritionist or a naturopath, but a similar healthcare industry. And then, um, and then we have a, uh, a three-week intensive training. And so we, we then train them in our systems and protocols for three weeks. Okay. Um, so who does that training? I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So actually, me and um, Rachel, who you met, who's who's out sort of a, she's been a, in the industry for sixteen years, and uh, and she's our sort of a clinician manager, mm-hmm. and so we we did that together. But yeah, 
So how much flexibility is there then in each clinician's ability to to work in the way that is true to themselves, it's authentic to themselves, and how much of that has to come in line with the manual, let's call it. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's an expression, and and part part of the the process of, uh, I guess, working with BPO is, is an alignment in principles. Yeah. And so, you know, we have BP, you know, the BPO principles and so giving up it's, it's that I believe that everybody's different and that everybody responds differently to different foods and everybody responds differently actually to different supplements. And so there's this biochemical individuality that underlies. So I don't, we don't prescribe one diet for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so you've certainly got to have a, a belief that that's true. Okay. So if somebody was just, uh, you know, some, some clinicians like, oh, you know, everyone needs to be ketogenic, they're not going to fit here. Um, or if somebody's like, oh, everyone needs to be vegan, again, then they're not going to be a fit, fit for BPO. And so, um, so naturally people will kind of get attracted to being here and working with BPO who are on, you know, on the same, same wavelength in regards yeah. to the basics around nutrition and lifestyle. And so, so really we set the foundations of it and then what we try and do is, um, is have a, we have a system and it's a system that I've developed through my clinical practice where we go systematically through what's going on in, in people's bodies yeah. and, and systematically uh, look to improve the function of those organs. They learn that system and then obviously it involves, so we do, um, we probably, Be Pure probably does the most um, parasitology testing of anybody, probably in Australasia yep. as, as a group. Um, same same deal with you know uh, IgG IgA and Lisa testing. So we do heavy testing. We're very very heavy testing. So the programs I directly oversee, which is the Vitality and Longevity pro, uh, program, um, we'll do sixty blood tests and and you know a bunch of specialist testing. So it's not uncommon upfront for people to spend three thousand dollars on testing. Okay. Right, and then you've got a clear picture at the end of that. Yeah, you, for me, yeah, you've got a, the more testing you can do, the better idea you've got. The more pieces, the pieces of the puzzle you've got, yeah. and it's actually easier. You're not, you're not then guessing, and it's. Right. I, I believe it's more cost effective in the long, t- long run because it's expensive to, to kind of guess, and then you, you you do a bunch of supplements, which you know, say three hundred dollars of supplements, and they don't work. So yeah. then they come back again, and then you go, okay, well it wasn't that. Well, let's let's try the you know maybe it's maybe it's candida then, and we'll do that for three months, and that doesn't work. And so you end you can end up spending a lot of time and money and frustration. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm only really interested in results. Yeah. Um, I'm not uh, overly yeah I'm like results based. I just thought well whatever works, that's all I'm interested in. And so um, and whatever gets the result the fastest, I'm interested in. And so we found that with testing. Uh, it eliminates a lot of the guessing, yeah. and so so yeah. Once you, you can see what's going on, well, then you can work more directly to those direct concerns. So yeah. Yeah. I think I think the the thing the question with testing is is difficult for quite a lot of practitioners because of the amount of money that's involved. Sure. Um, my view with it is that and it's my view, is that you know the tests that you choose to do for your, your patients, you need, to, if with every test though, to ask yourself, will the results of this test allow me to be able to form a treatment plan that is going to be best for this person? So without yeah. doing extra tests, yeah. you've got to get your absolute base that you, you need it. to have clarity. Absolutely, yeah. I don't like to order a specialist test unless I'm 80% confident it's going to help us move forward. 
because mm. otherwise you're just throwing money at the air. Yeah. And, and so, um, so yeah, if I'm ordering an IgG IgA, I'm expecting 80% chance that they're going to have significant IgGs IgAs that we're going to be able to eliminate to reduce their gut inflammation. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I order a stool test uh, and a stool peristology, unless I'm 80% sure we're going to find some pathogenic bacteria or candida or, or yeah. even even a parasite. Right. And so, um, yeah. And Absolutely. so that with those testings, that's through private labs that you do. It is, yeah, them. yeah. Through a lot of a lot of we use, um, so we use we use a lot of conventional labs as well. So we use Pat Lab, Med Labs, Southern Community Labs. Uh, so we can do lab testing anywhere across New Zealand, um, and then we also use a lot of specialist labs, which obviously go maybe a naturopath over to Australia yeah. or uh, off off over to the states. Okay, and so the practitioners that you have in your team, because it's just going to really focus on the team aspect mm-hmm. of things, they have those lists, the recommendations, when to do those tests. Do you do a training in them so that they're yeah. not over, they're not over testing as well? Yeah, yeah. So absolutely, we yeah you start looking at you know, when would you do which test and why would you do each test. So the Correct. why behind it is the key. Yeah. Because if you can understand the why's behind things, then then you you kind of got it because then you, yeah so then you can look at what you're going to do with the test result and how you're going to do it so the so start with the why and then look at the what and then the how um, and so um, Simon Sinek <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and so um, so yeah that that so we look at the, look at those aspects around you know what you want to do and, and sometimes there's financial limitations for people Absolutely. and and you know it's just working within them uh, financial limitations yeah. yeah. Great. So the um, the clinics, as far as finding staff, you do the hiring yourself. No, I don't. So ah. I, uh, yeah, I, um, a number of years ago, I guess three, two and a half, three years ago, the business was getting too big, and um, back then, and too big for me. And not too big. I mean, we're way bigger now, obviously. But um, to, I'm, I'm a clinician. I'm a technician. Yeah. I was happy to do the marketing and, and be across that stuff because I want to help more people and that's what you have to do to help more people. Um, but uh, yeah, I was really struggling and, and uh, there was an old friend that I'd stayed in contact with that I'd known for sort of 19 years and he came to a seminar and he's a very successful business person and um, he'd sort of uh, not, not retired but it, at the age of sort of 30s, very early 30s, had got out of his industry and was kind of like floating around looking for... It's more meaning in his life, I think, probably. And he came to one of my seminars and was just like, "You're so onto it. You're, you're dead right." And anyway, we got chatting, came down, and and um, yeah, with very quickly within just a weekend, I was like, "My gosh, I want you to run the company." And wow. so um, and so he uh, yeah he he bought into Be Pure, and so he he's now the CEO and he runs the company, yeah. and uh, that's really freed me up to go back to just doing what I love. So right now it's been it's just been beautiful for me, mm-hmm. um, because I, I literally just get, get to do whatever I love, which is helping people, researching nutrition. Um, I don't re- I don't really have to worry. We have directors meetings obviously, but I don't have to worry about the financials. I don't have to worry about cash flows. I don't have to worry about marketing I don't know he said he, he runs he the does company. all of that he for runs you. all the company so he does all the hiring so I only meet them um, so he, he does all the CV side and we're actually we've just got an HR person now so he won't have to do that but um, um, yeah he, do, he does all of that and then he'll be he'll be like these are the ones that I think and then I'll then I'll go have dinner with them and and sit down with them and get to know them and if uh, yeah and and kind of go from there and so that's so they, that's how they then get in the door. <laughs> that's that's actually quite an interesting 
um, and it's very different to what the majority of practitioners out there would have. At the most, I think the majority of practitioners might have an office manager, right. you know, at, at best. Um, and when and I was like that for many years. Don't get me wrong. I was like that, you know, for like seven seven years. You know, just the, yeah. yeah. So were you ever a sole practitioner? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I was a sole practitioner for maybe like uh, only three years. Yeah. Probably only three years, and then within three years, uh, I was already getting to the stage where. Um, I'd then contract extra work to, to either a new, another nutritionist or another naturopath and so I'd bring them in to do extra work as needed and so it kind of just went from there. Yeah. So when you, when you said that you know, your friend was going to come in and take over all of that mm. marketing, the advertising, the, mm. the office running, all of that side of things, I could just feel this whole weight go off my shoulders and thinking, oh, you know, yeah. wow, just wouldn't that be just bliss to have someone to do that for oh, yeah. practice? Oh, it is. It's, it's, it's incredible. And I guess um, it's frightening as well because you have to give up a lot of control. And so it is frightening. So you have to really just trust in the process and have the right person. And um, But for me, you know, it's a match made in heaven right now. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, we're both uh, very unique individuals and, and, and very very effective at what we do in our areas yeah. and um, it's working great and and yeah so our paths are aligned and, and it, yeah yeah, yeah. It, yeah it was interesting my mum and my, my mum and dad were like oh, no as soon as he came on they're like that's the best thing you've ever done because they just saw me overworking they saw me doing a whole bunch of things that I didn't really want to be doing but you have to do yeah. obviously when you're, when you're running a business and um, and I'm not, I've never, I never got into this for the money. I never did this. But I understand we have to make money to be able to help people. But I, I, the money side's not my thing. I'm not, like, I, I, I just want to help people. So, you know, anything that enables me to do that makes me happier. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's been, it's been fantastic. That's so good to hear. And that, mm. what, what's your friend's name? Is he Andrew. Here? Andrew, okay. Yeah. So having uh, Andrew on board, is he responsible for your beautiful website and all yep. of that side of things? Yeah. We all need an Andrew in yeah. that case. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Wow, yeah. that is yeah, so yeah. good. So he, yeah, so he, he does, he runs, he runs the whole, the, the whole yep. kit and caboodle, literally um, in regards to the business aspects. I, I'm clinical director, so I run the whole clinical side. Okay. Yeah. Um, so for a lot of like, practitioners, that's probably not something that's yeah, within their yeah. capability to have because sure. different personality types, energy yeah. types, and so forth. So what I'm a big I'm big on a big proponent of working on the business. You know, you yeah. take you must take one day out, you know, to yeah. work on your business. Yeah. So in that way, you're kind of putting a hat on your being Andrew. Yeah. So you know, you can be yourself. For four days a week, mm-hmm. and that one day a week, you become Andrew, and sure. you do those other things, and you take yourself out of being a clinician. So it's probably the closest for a lot of practitioners yeah. where they would get. And I think that the faster you can, um, I have another way of looking at it, which is um, is try and outsource your weaknesses. Yeah, brilliant. And, and so that's what I did. So you know, initially when I was a sole practitioner, I still I, I, I hate accounts. I, I, I do my head in um, and, and so I, I have a friend who's a brilliant accountant and so very early on I'm just like listen I want you to look after all the accounts of the business yeah. so I, don't, I want you to work and so he, he, you know, he even looked after the invoicing and the, so, so I didn't have to worry about that side mm-hmm. uh, and so, um, so you can outsource under contract um, to people and often you know, pay them at a, um, a you know, reasonable hourly rate 
Yeah. And and your your hourly time is going to make more mm-hmm. being in your clinic helping people if that's what you love to do. Yeah. And so you, it can work financially that you make more money, uh, which is good. Yeah. Uh, so you can help more people, and it also works that you do what you love more. Yeah. And so uh, and so kind of early on, I, I sort of figured out. I guess because my background my background was a very good golfer, and so. Um, yeah, you're always looking at your strengths and weaknesses and assessing your strengths and weaknesses within your game. And so uh, I, you know, and I realised where my strengths were and where my weaknesses were. And I'm like, and, and so I, I try, and I don't, most people don't enjoy doing their weaknesses. No. You know, like you enjoy no. doing the things you're good at, but you don't really enjoy it. And so, so I just try and focus on doing the things I'm good at uh, and, and, and then just kind of hire other people to do the things that I'm not yeah. very good at. <laughs> there's, there's sometimes, I think that's, that's a really good way of looking at it, and I think sometimes for people, particularly sole practitioners, but, and particularly if you're starting out in this industry at an older age, which mm. there are a lot of Yeah, it's great. That, I think that's, that's a great benefit. And that was part of the problem with our hiring people, that they were really young. Ah, right. So, you know, um, we had some incredible talent at, at 21, 22 out of university, qualified but you, you, some of our clients are the country's top CEOs mm. you, you, you can't sit them in front of a 21 year old who's then going to tell them how to eat because they're, they're not going to listen no no they haven't got the life experience to actually stand up and and, and so I love like, as you're saying a lot of, a lot of people come to uh, nutrition and naturopathy older in life and I think that's a real benefit it's a real oh, absolutely yeah that, that life experience that you've got yeah. because at the end of the day, a lot of the effectiveness as a clinician is your relationship with the, with the individual. Yeah, and an, and an empathy. Empathy, yeah. Which goes with it. Yeah. But so, so for that aspect, the, the balk for a lot of people in that, that age group, they're still, they've still you know, often got families and they've got mortgages mm. and they've got all that. It's not like when you, when you are 21 and you yeah, don't exactly. have any of that. Yeah, true, true. So it's that thought of, well, I've got to pay someone, so I've got to work to pay someone. But I think... I think energetically, there's like that universal energetic thing is that if, and you're saying, you know, the things you hate doing, you, you don't want to do, you keep putting off, that yeah. actually creates a lot of mental energy drain. Yes, it does. And you, if you are thinking, oh my God, I've got all this accounting to do and I've got my marketing to do and I've got this stuff and I really don't want to do it, I can't get my head around it, you spend a lot of energy thinking about how much you so don't true. like it. Yeah. If imagine if you could conserve that energy yeah. to put into your patients, have the energy for those, you'd attract so many more, you'd be so busier, yeah, so absolutely. much busier. Yeah, you, and, and for a lot of people, when they, they, they hit something that they don't want to do, they get stopped. And so what happens, it stops them in every area of their life, so everything stops. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's, and, and so, yeah, so then you don't do anything. And, and so, um, yeah, so trying not to get, you know, trying to avoid those, those energetic and, and those mental stops yeah. around, and around things is, 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 yeah, it's really, really huge. And it is also, um, you know, to be a sole practitioner, it's, in, it, there's a, it's a broad skill set you need. Oh, absolutely. You know, to go out, you know, walk out and start up a high street naturopathy clinic, it's, you know, you need marketing experience, you need business experience, you need accounting, you need leasing experience to lease the building. You know, like there's there's a lot to it. And so, um, and that's that's part of the reason, um, so Rachel, the reason Rachel came and worked for us is that she, um, they'd moved moved cities a number of times over the last sort of 12 years. And every time they moved, she'd, she'd set up a new practice. And so she'd set up three practices and they were incredibly successful. And, but she was just sick of, 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 of doing all of that. And she was like, I just want to help people. That's great. I'll come work for you. Yeah. And, and 
I don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. And you just put people in front of me, and I can help them. Yeah. And 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 so that's 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 how you know that's how how we got Rachel. And so um, and so you know there's a backstory behind every clinician. But um, yeah, so I think that's yeah, it's also yeah mm. another aspect to it. I get asked by practitioners quite a lot, and feel free to answer the question or not answer the question, mm-hmm. um, about how does it work with pay when you have other people come in. Sure. Um, I know there are some clinicians that I've spoken to, very successful, and they do a, a, a percentage of sure. their consultation fee. Some do aspects of their prescriptions, so what they're, they're prescribing oh, for yeah. the patients, so okay. they get a certain percentage of that. And then some... Uh, have contracts, so they contract the practitioner to work with them. Right. Um, how do you roll here? Yeah, so we are a, uh, we're, they're employees, okay, and so for us they're kind of like part of the family, they're part of the team, and, and so they, they very much buy into the, the mission of BPO, which is, you know, building the future of personalised health, uh, and so there's kind of like that aspect to it, and then from a financial aspect, we, we really just look to try and cover the costs, their salary, yeah. with 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 what we charge out at now level for them. Okay, so that's they, all we try and do. They get salary. They get salary, and then okay. it's it's my job and Andrew's job um, to create to put enough people in front of them. Yep. Um, to okay. for them to cover their salary. Right. That's all we look for. Okay. Um, and so. That's a very different way to do it. It's very different. Yeah, yeah. And, and we don't. Um, we don't monetize uh, and we don't have any standards or anything around the amount of supplements or anything like that. We just want them to help. We just want them to help that person like they were a brother or a sister or a father. So all that I ask is, is that if, if that person's sitting in front of you, if it was your brother or your mother or your son or your daughter, what would you recommend? Yeah. And then recommend that. My family never listened to me. I know that's the problem. No, they don't. Families don't listen. But but if you could, this is good because you get to like because they will actually listen because they're paid to be in there, paid to be in there. Uh, And so um, that's all. That's all we ask. And so um, that's the model that we run, and we've been running that now for a few years. And uh, yeah, it works. It it really works Um, because uh, yeah, if we can, if we know that if we can just cover the costs. Yeah. From from the consulting, then the, there's you know a little bit over on the top, which then allows you to sort of paint the walls yeah. and and and, yeah. and you know and develop the, develop the other aspects of the business. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, that, that's yeah. It was, I was interested to hear those other things actually because I've never we we spoke about how this was going to work and we were like, well, um, and so another thing we only have our clinicians. Um, now clinicians, uh, I think this is probably under your recommendation, but they see only see clients. They have client contact hours, four to five contact hours a day. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and that's that doesn't necessarily um, that, that that's a chargeable time, so that there could be research time and actually not seeing the client within that. And so they, you know, the so there's another three hours within the within the workday for research and for learning. Yeah. And so so you know. And for really, you know, getting into the depths of, oh, I want to learn about this. And, and so there's plenty of time for our clinicians to continue upskilling, mm-hmm. which, which is just wonderful for me because um, I have a thirst for knowledge. And so I, it's like I have all these incredibly talented individuals who are learning stuff 
yeah. and then they tell me yeah. and it's like oh cool I didn't know that yeah. <laughs> you're saying you had team meetings where you do yeah. stuff so how's, how do they work? I, so we have team meetings within the within each clinic so basically at quarter past eight or nine every morning uh, we have a team meeting where where the where um, the clinicians will present to the other clinicians any any plants that they have that are potentially they're not sure about or want input on and so the whole clinical team will then make suggestions and then we have um, meetings across both clinics as well where where then <laughs> as a clinic if, if if we want more advice and I mean obviously everyone's got different skill sets so really what I want to talk about with you now is that we've had a really good you know, look and a good, great understanding of how your practices work and uh-huh. in actual fact what your secret weapon is to having two practices, which is an Andrew. Yes. But then, you know, we can all work on having... A good team around you. Ah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. a good team. I forgot about the good team. That's, very, <laughs> that's really important. Um, so what about... The marketing side, because you've got to fill seats. You've sure. got to, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to get new people coming in, new yeah. clients coming in to keep yeah. everything going. Um, my my understanding is that to keep a practice growing, you've got to be seeing a minimum of three new patients a week. Right. Yeah. Um, how many new patients a week are you getting? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I load more than three. Um, we at the moment we would be. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm not sure we'd be maybe 20 new, 20 new patients a week. A week, okay. So where are they coming from? Where, where do you Yeah, so um, referrals, probably still number one. Yeah. It really is. Um, yeah, so referrals are big, but referrals take time because, you know, people come in, you build a relationship, it takes you maybe three, four months to get the result you want, and then, and then they'll tell their friend that it may take them another couple of months for their friend to come in, so they take time, um, which is fine. We've been going for a while, so we've got the referral system going. But mostly for us, it, 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 it comes from... Um, from my seminars, I mean, and, and we've got a lot of, I guess, brand exposure now that people have heard of me and Be Pure. But uh, yeah, most mostly from our seminar. The seminars really drive a lot of the, the front end of the business. And, and yeah. So with the side of the seminars, for mm-hmm. some practitioners, it's a thought worse than torture. Sure. Death would come second, I think, to presenting Yeah, that's right, yeah. People. But for those practitioners that are interested in doing seminars, yeah. um, actually probably interested in how, in a linear progression, how, how have your seminars gotten to be where they are now? Yeah. Because they're huge, extensive. Yeah. Um, what was your, do you remember your first event? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my, my first event was to, to 15 people and uh, probably five of them were my friends. And... Um, <laughs> I actually, um, I. It's going to sound really strange. I actually uh, choked, like, like not choked, like, but literally, I, I couldn't say anything. No words could come out. Uh, it was, it was that bad, and so much so that one of my clients who was already working with me came, came to it because I'm trying to get numbers, and uh, she, she was like, "Oh, I thought you were choking," and so that's obviously where the word comes from is choking because I was literally physically choking. Um, through fear and anyway um so that was my first one <laughs> so um so yeah and and look where i am now so yeah perseverance but uh so what, what happened really with with the seminars how it developed was i would uh i got fed up of us telling people 
um, the, the same thing over and over again regarding the clinic in regards to you know cleaning up your diet and those those aspects. And so obviously we're going back here um, probably eleven years. And so you know before paleo tipped and before full fat had hit and before gluten free had hit. So and so obviously I was talking about those kind of concepts before all of that. And um, and anyway. So I got fed up doing that and I'm like, well, if I can just get them all in a room together at, uh, at the same time and I can just tell them once. And so I, I basically created a program that was eight weeks and they'd come on and say a Thursday night for an hour a week for eight weeks and, and, we'd, we'd, um, and we'd do it that way. And so we did that. And that's, that was prepaid? Yeah, that was prepaid, prepaid, like maybe like back then, maybe $100, $110, something like that sort of, yeah. And uh, prepaid and so they'd come do that. And that was great. And then people would be going, listen, Ben, this is fantastic, but can we just do this in a day rather than, you know, an hour a week over, over eight weeks? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I started looking at putting it in together, a day seminar. And um, when I got the material together, I realized I had more than a day's worth. It was two days worth, probably. And so I was like, well, I'll do it over a weekend. And so that developed a weekend seminar. And I, I was doing uh, weekend seminars in Hawke's Bay and at their peak. Well, over the course of about two and a half years, we put 4,000 people through a weekend seminar in Hawke's Bay. And so I was doing free seminars where people could come and get a taster of the weekend seminar, learn more about it, and then they'd come to the weekend seminar. And so... Yeah. So those little intros. Yeah, little intros, yeah. Okay. And so that, that, that very much drew, grew the seminar side. And then, um, and then we pretty much ran out, run out of people in Hawke's Bay. Like everyone who's going to come to a weekend seminar on nutrition pretty much should come. And uh, so, so then I'd go do a, and so, and I was getting burnt out. And so I, we, I decided, and this is all like YouTube. So we, you know, going back two thousand and six, seven. Uh, YouTube was getting uh, actually a little later, probably eight nine. Um, YouTube was getting big, and so I started putting online programs. So we videoed the seminar and then broke it up into sections so that people could then just watch it at home through the internet. Yeah. And so then I'd go do seminars, and and let's say I'd go to Palmerston North and do a seminar, and and then go listen. I'm not coming to Palmerston North to do a weekend seminar, but you can do it online if you like. And so we'd sell that product in regards to to online. So how how did you sell that? Does it do yeah how does that work yeah um <laughs> it's a, yeah i mean these days you know i've got a much greater understanding of of that process but back then it was literally uh, you know I, I would try and i would literally just try and help them as much as i possibly could in the hour they were there yeah. in the assumption that they're not going to come to the weekend seminar and strangely enough people saw so much value in that hour and they kind of like, well, if I, if I came and did 18 hours with Ben, imagine how much more I'm going to get and then come and do 18 hours. So, um, so initially it was literally, I'd just try and help them. And even now today, that's the number one thing is I want people to get is I want them to get it. If they get it, I don't, I don't, I don't care if they don't buy a program or they don't do anything. If I can see in their eye at the end of the seminar that they've got it, that they've got the power of nutrition, I'm happy. And, and and so yeah, at the end of every at the end of every night, even now, I, I say to my uh, the first thing I say to my event coordinator who travels with me and organises all my events is, is is like I go to him, did they get it? And he'll be like, yeah, they got it, or no, nah, I, d- I don't think they got it. And and so that's how do you determine you that? Can, you can you can pretty much you can pretty much tell um, with with uh, the questions that you get afterwards. Um, if yeah, if if they're, if they're asking strange questions then you know they haven't got it. Mm. All right, uh, yeah. And, and that's so, what the talk series was, The Power of Nutrition? Uh, well, yeah, the, the, at the moment, uh, we're, we're doing a, I'm doing a tour, and it's, um, 
yeah, the, we've had a lot, bunch of names for the old talks, um, in health, you know, health and nutrition in the modern world and things like that. So it's always, always around, uh, yeah, really the power of nutrition yeah, in okay. the modern world, yeah. yeah. So the concept. Mm. So you went from your first talk where you nearly choked. Yeah, to the, exactly. <laughs> the I did follow-up choke. <laughs> you did, then you nearly choked on the first one, then you went through burnout on the next round. Yeah. Then you've got the videos going yeah. on YouTube that the people purchased. Yeah. So they, it was an online purchase, is it? Um, yeah, so people used to purchase. And, and in the middle there with the burnout, I, I discovered adrenal products. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they help a lot. Um, yeah, and, and then so... Um, and then on, online programs and, and, and then obviously peop, a number of people would go through the program and need more testing and then they'd come to the clinic and so that filter on through to the clinic. And that's exactly how it is right now. So right now, uh, only about 6% of our customers ever, ever walk in the clinic or, or come into a clinical program. 94% of our customers are, are following on online programs on you know, literally improving their nutrition at home. Okay. So... Delving into that just a little bit, the online programs, I know I'm a big believer in having programs that will fit people that have the mentality that they just want a simple outcome just mm. to, to correct a problem they've got. So mm. they just want to fix their diet up or they want to do a detox or they, yeah. you know, so you're capturing a market that doesn't want the whole, you know, three months, 10, 10 months 12 years with a naturopath at this stage and sure. yeah. thinking yeah. they want to jump onto a program to get an outcome yes so that's what your programs online programs do yeah we have a, a like a the online programs are really designed to um, we try and meet people wherever they're at so if, yeah. we, if people want to come in and they want to go intensive hardcore for 10 months we do that and, and if people want to just come in and improve their diet and feel better uh, you know, and, and feel a little bit better well then we do that and so yeah so the, the online programs are really for meeting people generally at that first level so they're you know they're, they're people that maybe need to lose weight and, and their diet's not the best and they don't know really what they should be eating and and um yeah, and going forward, yeah, and so that that's really for them. The hard thing is, is that for most most people, they think their diet's healthy already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I think there was um, like a, there was a study done with the New Zealand Ministry of Health looking at how many people think they're healthy, and over ninety percent of people think they're healthy. And so I mean, I've never met one of them um, because it doesn't matter. You know, we, we've got a lot of top athletes, um, all blacks, tall blacks, Olympians as clients. And, and I've never met anybody with, with, with perfect blood work, so um, <laughs> I don't know where they all are. <laughs> There's 90-something percent of Yeah, yeah, people. yeah. So, but everyone's got a perception that they already have a healthy diet, or not everyone, but a lot of people, and, um, and, and that they are already healthy. And so that's always a challenge with marketing is, is, is so then, so part of, the, part of our aspect, coming back to your other question around marketing was these days um, we very much... Uh, work on a, a create the problem and then present the solution scenario. So in regards to create the problem, we raise people's awareness to the problems that they don't even know they know, they don't even know they have. Uh, and so we do that through questionnaires, subjective questionnaires. So you, you, you ask them questions and they, they sort of go, well, you know what, I've never, I've never thought about that. And then they actually start thinking about it going, you know what, I, I do get a bit of acid reflux. I do get indigestion. You know, I've just, just always thought it was just like normal. And then they score that, and then based on those things, you can start then looking and, and raising their awareness to that, and then and then talk about you know well what would be a potential solution to that? Well, let's let's improve your stomach function. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
It's actually funny, that awareness side of things, just a little side tangent. I remember talking to a pra- uh, patient once and, you know, the questionnaire, do you have high blood pressure? No, I don't have high blood pressure. Further on down the questioning was, you know, what medications you are on and they were on blood pressure-lowering medication. Yeah. So it says, well, you're on a blood pressure-lowering medication. Well, yeah, I don't have high blood pressure because I'm on the medication. And so, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 it's classic, <laughs> yeah, it's... Um yeah, it's it's uh, awareness. Yes, it is awareness. Yeah. yeah. So, so we raise awareness. Raise awareness is a big big aspect. Okay, so you do that three questionnaires that then draw people in. So if they've got then something from the questionnaire that's adverse, then you say, hey, you should come to our presentation. Is that how that works? Or? Yeah. Well, well, generally we don't do the questionnaires until they're already coming in the door. Okay. So yeah, we, we um, so when they're coming in the door, we'll do online questionnaires. So currently with our current format and and based on those questionnaires, we know the questionnaires are highly correlated with the blood work. So for example, if they um, if they're having problems, they score high for unstable blood sugar levels. You know, invariably we're going to see their HbA1c is elevated. So you know, it correlates beautifully, and we see that all the time clinically. So we use the subjective questionnaires um, to to give people a gauge of how they're feeling. And uh, you know, obviously there's some criticisms of subjective questionnaires, but at the end of the day, it's how people. It's a reflection of how they feel, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. You know, I want to know how they feel, and if they're feeling good. And, uh, and if they're feeling bad, because at the end of the day, how you feel is important. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we use, we, we use them initially just at a seminar, and then, and then we use, we get the, get, we'll get the results, and then we can talk directly to people's health concerns and give them tips and tricks, talk about what testing they should look at, what things they should be doing to improve their health concern. Okay, so that's at the current seminars you're doing yeah, that way? Yeah, that's current, yeah. Okay, so um, I was interested in the, the questionnaire and then you were saying you get somebody on stage. Yeah, so yeah, I, and so within that, um, currently, uh, we then pull somebody up on stage who say, let's, let's stick with the unstable blood sugar levels as we've mentioned it. So they, they, you know, they've scored very high on that section, so they're getting high blood sugar levels and low blood sugar levels often. And so I'll bring them up on stage and then I you know, obviously talk about what they're eating and then maybe make suggestions around what they could be eating instead. Okay. to stabilize their blood sugar levels yeah. so uh, and so it, it's very not that's a basic level but it's a it's a very nice way for people to see themselves in that other person yeah. um and, and it's a very uh yeah it's a very safe way and it gets people engaged um very much and so it's uh, it works really well and, and it, so yeah. it's fun and it gives them insight and confidence into possibly coming and having a consultation with you in the future absolutely true yeah, yeah. that's true yeah. yeah i mean that's I like that. uh, yeah yeah, that, yeah, that's true. They can see themselves <laughs> in the chair. So with with that, you've got an audience of roughly how many people might be at the event? Um, up to four hundred. Oh really? Okay, yeah. huge. All right. Yeah, so so but how between, do you, 100, between one hundred and four hundred. How what do you, how do you pick a person in the room that's going to relate to? The majority of people that are in the audience. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. And so I, I, I literally uh, will ask somebody who's who scored high on the section that we're talking about. Okay. And then I pick somebody who raises their hand. Right. So you pick someone <laughs> that's random. quite quite happy to go at the front. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I ask for a volunteer. I don't drag them up. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, and it is incredible what they share. Like they they will get up yeah. and sh- just share their heart out, and I'm like going, oh my gosh, that's heavy. <laughs> and. Um, that just shows us how much people want to be heard. Mm. You know, people just want to be recognised. They want to be yeah. heard. They want to be acknowledged. That's true. That's yeah. one of our biggest and it's, needs. Yeah, it's, it's very true, actually. And so um, it's lovely for me because I have to really be able to dial down and talk specifically about their health issue. Yeah. And again, for a lot of people, they'll be able to see that. And they'll also probably get to see some of my expertise within that conversation. Okay. And so, um, yeah, it's... Uh, 
it's fun. So at the moment, um, in the middle, at the beginning of that tour, so it's a 30-town tour in New Zealand. So I've got like 26 to go. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, it's all good. So it's, it's really fun. I'm having, having a blast with it. Yeah. yeah, and how do people find it? How do how do you get yeah, the usually, word out? Yeah, Facebook usually. So yeah, so um, I guess it's even three years ago we were probably spending between five and seven thousand dollars on traditional print media, yeah. and um, just flyers and flyers and newspaper ads. So you yeah. primarily we used to just take out a whole page in the local rate uh, local local paper, yeah. Yeah. and um, and then supportive radio, and uh, yeah. Uh, these days we maybe spend seven hundred dollars on Facebook. It's a big saving with a huge quadruple benefit. I'm yeah, huge, that. absolutely. Uh, so social media for us is right now our primary. It's right now our primary. We've we've realised in the last year we've probably gone too heavy, and we're going actually back into some traditional print media. Um, and so yeah. What do you mean you've gone too heavy? Um, well, there's a specific market on Facebook that you can't reach. Uh, and, and, and so there's, there's people that literally just won't be on Facebook. Okay. And so we're missing out on those on helping those people because we're only on Facebook primarily. Well, yeah. We've just been very narrow with our marketing. Yeah. And so we're going out a little bit more traditional. So, um, so happy medium. Yeah, happy medium. And so just sort of writing, writing some articles for, um, for some news websites in New Zealand and, and, uh, and Sunday paper. You're writing a column for Sunday paper in New Zealand, think, you know, yeah. look, looking at some things like that. Um, so it's a little bit more of a traditional. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get your foot in door with uh, writing the articles? Because you've spoken to some practitioners and they say, oh, it's just even hard to, to get to write for a magazine or get to write for a paper because yeah. you know, how do you, how it do you really get in there? Is, it really is hard. I mean, it's been a long, long process and, and I guess I'm lucky now I've got to a stage where they, they, they pretty much come to us, they come to me, okay. which is good. Um, but yeah, they're, they're really hard. I haven't, I haven't got an answer there. The, <laughs> Actually, I can only share what's worked for me is to help the reporter out with their health, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or help help the editor out. Yeah. So yeah. if you can help the editor, like with their health, yeah. then then they'll go. That's incredible. Our readers should know about this. Can you write an article about that? And so that that's like tr- traditionally in the early days, that's most of my stuff came from actually actually even yeah even right now some of some some of my bigger writing gigs have, have literally come from that. So they're your clients. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I think that that people are happy to share. You know, if they if they just have such an amazing experience with you, and I use the word experience deliberately, mm. that you have an amazing experience with you, then they're they're going to want to tell the world they are yeah yeah absolutely so um yeah i think that's just human nature so that's that's yeah well done that's just fabulous Mm, yeah wish you wish you all the best with that and uh wish your uh stress coping capacity well on the next tour oh yeah yeah it's um I it's I get to do what I love on a daily basis, so it's it's there's there's really not a lot of stress in that. Yeah. I mean, there is a physical stress in regards to physically you know, on your body, and there's you know, lack of sleep from late nights, presenting late, and uh, you know after an event, I'm I'm so excited that I have trouble sleeping, and yeah. so you know you have to do you put your legs up the wall and do some diaphragmatic breathing, try and bring your system down, and. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, and then, yeah, and so, um, you're, so saying, yeah. you're saying the cup of chamomile tea doesn't cut it, yeah, it would be good actually. Well, I, yeah, I should travel with some chamomile tea, thanks. That's a good tip. That's, that's my travel oh, tip, so I appreciate that. Yeah, it's good, that's good, that's really good. I shall try that. I'll try that next week. Thank you. <laughs>
so Ben, thank you so much for uh, coming on today and no spending worries. your time. I really do no appreciate worries. it. It's been great thank being you. able to see this clinic. Wonderful. Um, standing on the shoulders of giants, I definitely feel that I've been in the presence of a, a giant today. Mm, so for people listening, for practitioners out there to uh, help lift the industry mm. standards and help people out there, what's, what's your words of advice? The words of advice? I'm going to... Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with do what you love. Just follow your passion, follow your heart, do what you love. And... Uh, and I have a, a belief that it'll work out and it's worked out for me so far. So, um, yeah, do what you love. Certainly has worked well for <laughs> you. So thank you. No, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Metagenics Best Practice Podcast. Find us on iTunes and leave a review. Join our Practitioner-Only Metagenics Facebook group to be informed of new podcast releases, keep up to date with key industry updates and more. Visit metagenics.com.au to find useful links and resources relating to this podcast and sign up to our e-newsletter.